So if you would please uh, bow your heads and we'll have prayer and go straight into the word of God. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank and praise you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus for your word. Thank you, Lord God, for allowing us this morning, Lord God, in the mighty name of Jesus, to stand before you, God. Now, God, we pray that you bless us on this morning. Now, we pray that the Holy Ghost come in, Lord, and give us an auction. Now, we pray that the Holy Ghost come in, God, and destroy yokes. Uh, oh, God, set somebody free, Lord, in their minds and in their hearts. Uh, bless the word, Lord God, by the power of the Holy Ghost, Lord. Uh, in the great mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And let everybody say amen. If you would, go to John chapter 15. Thank you, Lenore, for coming in and kind of balancing us out because we was, we was, the, boy, the boys was getting few in numbers. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can preach now for Lenore and, and Rob is here. Amen. We're going to read uh, John 15 verses 1 through 11. If you would, I, I think we taught on this one day, but it's a new twist this morning. Amen. So let's read, please. I am the true vine, and my father is the husband. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he take it away. Every branch that beareth fruit, he purged it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the words which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can you except you abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that had abide in me, and I in him, the same bring forth much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If a man abideth not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and is withered. And, and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If ye abide in me, and my word abide in you, you should ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit. So shall you be my disciple. And the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue you in my love, and you shall my commandments, and ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandment, and abided in his love. These things have I spoken unto you, that your joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. Amen. That is the reading of the word of God. Amen. The subject on this morning, are you still connected to the vine? Are you still connected to the vine? Before I go any further, Margo, I am glad to see your accomplishments in life. I'm glad to see that you are, have decided to grow up and be a young woman that you are. Keep striving. 
Keep your head up. Don't matter how folks look, you worry about how God looks. Amen. Let God have the rule. Uh, like Sister Takara said, and he'll make your enemies your footstool. Stay connected to the vine. Here Jesus explained the divine human relationship by an analysis of a grapevine with himself being the main vine. And the father tends the branches like a gardener does by pruning and cutting those things that are attached to the vine. The gardener works to maintain a healthy and productive vine for the fruit to bear on it. Since we are living in some uncertain times and some tough times, I'm pretty sure you would agree with me that these are some tough times that we're living in. Amen. And you need to ask yourself, am I still connected to the vine during these tough times? Am I being fruitful on the vine during these uncertain times? Jesus said he is the true vine. Ask yourself, is the father at this point, is he prepared to prove me or cut me off? Oh, y'all didn't get that one yet. You got to find out if God ready to cut you loose or to keep you. Huh? So, proving is God planning on keeping you. God is praying on making you fruitful. God is planning on making you to blossom. But if he cuts you off, guess what? He done found out that you really don't want to be saved. Well, I got a new twist in the lesson this morning. Let's look at the work of Christ in the three points of the letter V. Uh, so you you got your pen and your paper, you can draw your little letter V, because I got some talk to do about the V. Come on, somebody. Oh, there's a message in the V. In the word vine, you will find that there it may seem to be elementary to you, but just stay with me. The B has three points. It's got the left top point, it's got the middle point, and it's got the right top point. Am I right? The bottom point, the left and the right point, is connected to the bottom point. Am I right about that? So just like Jesus was the true vine, his connection with the Father never was broken. When you look at the V, the V is not broken. It just comes to a point. As we look further into the letter V, remember, the scripture said God chose the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. So it may seem a little elementary, but there is a word. At the left point of the V, 
Jesus came from heaven to earth on the left side of the V. Why did you say the left side? Jesus came in human form and he buried the sins of man who was on the left side of God. He was, he was on the left side of God's mercy, not knowing how to do the right thing, not in right standing with God when Jesus found us on the left side. Now, you got to understand now that the scripture said that it is written, none is righteous, no, not one, none understand. There is none that seeketh after God. All is gone their own way. They all have together has become unprofitable. There is none that do it good. No, not one. Why? Because we was on the left side. Jesus came and brought us from the left side. Huh? And had a mission to bring us to the right side. Come on, somebody. So guess what? Remember, Jesus said that the goats is going to be on the left and the sheep going to be on the right. Am I right about that? It's going to be, and it's going to be a time of separation. See, so you got to understand that it was more to it being separate. You had to be separated in order to be saved. Therefore, Jesus had to bring the goats from the left side, Robert, uh, the left side of sin to the right side of the righteousness of God that we may believe that we may leave from being goats and become sheep. Are y'all still with me? Let's move to the center point of the V. Where he had to go down in the valley of the shadows of death. He had to go down in the valley and to complete his mission. And his mission was he had to shed his blood. He had to carry his cross. He had to go to the grave, but he didn't go to the grave to stay. Jesus never broke the connection with the Father, and he became the Savior of the world. Remember Jesus in, in when he was in a place called Gethsemane. He was praying down in the valley. He said to his disciples, Wait here just for an hour. Wait here while I go yonder and pray. And his disciples, he told his disciples, My soul is, is, is exceedingly sorrowful, even unto death. Carry you here and watch with me. And then he said, And he went a little further and fell on his face. And he prayed, Oh, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, I not my will, but thy will be done. In this flesh, he didn't want to die. Even being God, he still didn't want to experience death in the flesh. Oh, but he was down in the valley. Oh, ain't nothing like being down in the valley. When you're down in the valley, when you're down in the valley for now, it seems like you're there all by yourself. When you're down in the valley, Rob, it just seems like there is no help. When you're down in the valley of distress, when you're down in the valley of depression, when you're down in the valley, and guess what? Sometimes your mind gets to thinking about suicide.
told somebody. So, Jesus, being God, yet being man, because he had to experience what you and I go through in order to know how to save us. He had to experience all the things that man was facing so that he can be able to save man without sin. So he prayed again. It said he went a little further. He found his disciples asleep. He said, could y'all not wait with me one hour? It's bad that when we get down calling on God, it's bad when we're calling on God and about 15 minutes late, we can hear ourselves saying, And did what he had to do there. 
Then he had to send back up. So now he's going back on the right side, Rob. He did the work on the left side. Now he's going back on the right side of God. So he's going to send back up in the glory. Oh, Lord, have mercy. And sit on the right hand of the Father. And he's going to possess eternal life. Lord, have mercy. Because he ain't going to have to die no more. He died for you once. He's not dying again. Never was he disconnected at any time from the Father. Come on, somebody. God was quiet. Didn't say too much when he was going through. But he was still never disconnected from God. When you going through your Gethsemane, God might not say a word, but you still need to go through. It may take God a while to talk, but you still need to go through. You got to be determined. I'm going to see him one day. If he don't say another word, I am determined to meet God in glory. Jesus said and declared on the cross, my work is done. It is finished. My mission is accomplished. Now it's left up to us to follow the accomplishment of Jesus Christ. Philippians chapter 2 said, let this mind be in you which was in Christ Jesus. He endured to the end. He didn't quit. He went all the way. He asked the Father, if it be possible, may this cup, unless I drink of this cup. Come on, somebody. God didn't say a word because he had to drink the cup. And so he said, but Lord, not my will, but your will be done. So he went through. And being in the form of God, he thought it not robbery to be equal with God. He made of himself no reputation. And he took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of man that was on the left side of the V. Come on, somebody. He had to take on flesh. Oh, my God. And being fashioned and was found fashioned as a man, he humbled himself and he became obedient unto death. He went down in the valley, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God had highly exalted him and given him a name that was above every name. He gave him a name that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. That's a saint's obligation. That's a saint duty. And all of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. He left no one with no, nobody was except. Everybody had to bow. Even them in hell still got to bow. Come on. Oh, my God, my God. Then he went on to say every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Because it's the right thing for a saint to do. You got to hold on to the name of Jesus. Because the name of Jesus is a strong tower. And the righteous, you to move to the right side now, Rob. And the righteous run into it. And they are safe. Hallelujah. So there is a lesson now in the letter V. 
Oh, now I see. Now we see Jesus putting V back in victory. Oh, God, but First Corinthians said, uh, the question was asked, Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, grave, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So you now don't become victorious. You now, if victory have victory in Christ Jesus, you now, because he went through all points just for you, and then he said you can be victorious because of what he did? <coughs> Come on, somebody. Well, Jesus, he conquered Jeff hell in the grave. So we as saints of the Most High can live a victorious life. We couldn't live this until Jesus came. We couldn't live this because we had no part of God until Jesus came. Jesus came and did all of this that the Gentile nation, oh Lord have mercy, can be saved. He didn't do it just for the Jews. He said he came so that the world could be saved. We uh, we are no longer identified by our past failures. So don't let nobody identify you on this side of life by what you went through on that side of life. Come on, somebody. We're not identified by our past failures. Amen. Now you are known as an overcomer. Yeah, I was over there, but I overcame. Come on, somebody. Yeah, I was over there, but Jesus made me an overcomer. Hallelujah. So now I know you can be an overcomer. You tell them I stand firm on what I believe. Come on, somebody. You are known as an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb. The blood did your work. Huh? The blood sanctifies you. Yeah. Come on, somebody. The blood gave you new life. John, first John 4 said, said, You are God's little children. Oh, I have to pause right there just for a second. Why? Because there are some that's trying to outgrow God, getting too grown to be children. Lord, have mercy. But the scripture said, You are little children if you belong to God and have overcome them. Come on, somebody. Come on, overcome my house. You overcame sin and death. Death don't belong to you no more, but eternal life do. Come on, somebody. Sin is not your makeup no more, but eternal life is. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Come on, y'all. Amen. Dying to sin must be our new man. Huh? And our new man strive to live eternally. Revelation 12 and 11 said, and they overcame him. Who? They overcame the enemy. By the blood of the lamb and the words of their testimony. What will your testimony be saying to you? Oh. 
your testimony be saying, I am an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb? Come on, somebody. Did I hold fast to my faith that was in Christ Jesus to the end? Amen. I know it gets hard sometimes to turn people and things loose. It's part of life. Amen. It's, it, 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 it's kind of hard pulling yourself away from things that you've been around all your life. People that you've been connected to all your life. I know it gets hard. But you must let the world go in order to keep the greater in you. That's a choice that you got to make. What am I going to do tomorrow? Am I going to keep them and, and, and let the greater go? I need God. I can't make it to glory unless I keep the greater in me. Come on now. You must let them go to save your own life. Amen. Did that make sense? Amen. Tell yourself, I no longer walk by what I see, but I walk by what I know. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Y'all hear that one? And what I know about God. And the thing that I know is he is able to keep me from falling and to present me faultless before the presence of his glory with exceedingly joy. This is something I do know. Come on, somebody. And you got to talk to yourself. Because you know why? Because he is the only wise God, our Savior, be glorious and dominion and power now and forever. So whatever God doing in me now, it can last forever. And everybody should have hollered amen. Amen. If you don't learn how to fall back on the word of God, you will never be successful at standing your ground. Amen. Amen. Your, the word of God is your, is your battle. Come on now. It's your battle weapon. It's your battleground. Come on, somebody. The word of God, the Bible said it is powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Amen. So, what I'm going through, oh, somebody need to hear this one. Come on. What I'm going through in this present time don't dictate my future. Amen. Come on, somebody. Amen. What I don't have, Lamont, don't mean what I ain't going to get. Amen. Huh? That's right. Amen. Because the word of God said, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth this well. Come on, somebody. So when you start doing, when you start getting ready to die on yourself, woo, I heard, I heard, I, I, I keep, I keep reflecting back to Margaret. I hope she don't mind. When, when, when I heard her say that they got down on her so that after a while she started doubting herself, Margot, when they come up again, you got to care yourself. Ah, you find that scripture. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, yes. and that my soul know yes. it right well. You yes. ain't got to wait on nobody to get to get that verification. You let my soul 
it down to where, as we used to say, where the nitty gritty is. You need to know where you really riding on. You need to know whether or not you really riding on faith or not. You really need to know whether your vehicle of faith is riding on bald head tires. Some is rolling, but they ain't got no rump. Come on, somebody. So you got to know what you're riding on. You know, if you're on bald head tires, it's something to be deflated at any time, leaving you on the side of the roll of distress. So let's get back to the vine. And Jesus said, every branch in me that bears not fruit, God take it away. Take away do not mean prune. Take away means cut off. Every branch that bears fruit, he purges it. Now you're talking about he's going to prune. If I see some good in you, I'm going to prune you. If I see that you, 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 you can produce, I'm going to prune you. If I see that you want to be saved, I'm going to prune you. That you may bring forth much fruit. Somebody said much fruit. Much fruit means that I ain't going to sit still. Much fruit means that I'm going to continue to produce. Much fruit means that I'm going to do what God put in me to do. Come on, somebody. If you are pleased, no, if you are not pleased, with your salvation. If you're not pleased with your salvation or your walk with God, now would be the time for you to leave the program. Huh? Because you know why? Because God do not cut off his restrictions. He said what he means and he means what he said. So, if you're not pleased with God's program, now would be the time to bail out. Amen. God ain't going to be mad at you for bailing out if you, if, you, if you don't want to stay in the program. And, you know, if you don't want to stay in the program, you have to go back out there in the world and get the feel of your enjoyment that the world has to offer. Amen. A lot of them have. Come on now. Because God, if you're not pleased, God is not pleased with your decision of not following him. Ooh. Amen. And if you're not following him with your whole heart, eventually he will disconnect you from the vine. He will uh, 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 amputate you from Jesus Christ. Amputate means that you can't go back. Come on now. And there would be no connection with salvation and you would become as a dead branch. A dried up branch can hang around the vine but not connected to the vine. Oh, the flip side today. You can hang around the church and still not be connected to the church. You become just a dried up church member. Some people are satisfied being just a church member. Not knowing it's a different from being in the kingdom of God than being just a church member. Just being a church member is being satisfied 
in just church attendance, keeping your name on the road. <laughs> you know, some of them will come in just long enough so that you don't scratch your name off the road as a member. Then they're gone for two, three, four months. Oh, wow. Come back just to keep their name. I'm a member here. Wow. You might be a member here, but you got to be a member back. Come on, somebody. We got our membership in the wrong place. Come on, somebody. You got to be a member. You got to have your membership in glory. Amen. You ain't just keeping your name on the road uh, to keep up with the update, up-to-date gospel. No, I said that one wrong. I meant Lord. Uh, I said that was wrong. Yeah, some come to church just to keep up with the up-to-date gossip. Robert, not the gospel. <laughs> it's called busybody. And that's all you seem to want. Is to find out what's going on. Ooh, Rob, I'm going to church today to see what's going on. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Hey, man, I'm going to see his, his hood and first lady and, and the car going to run around the church. I'm going to see that they're going to collide back there at the back door. <laughs> Just come to see what's going to go on, Lenore. But however, being in the kingdom of God calls to you to a high spiritual standard and a spiritual work. Come on, somebody. And when God don't see you developing, he declares that you either have a lack of knowledge or you just not listening or you just don't want to listen. You don't want God to come with his opinion about your walk with him and being just a church member. Because being just a church member, you don't last long. When the road gets tough, and things get hard, you can't find you. Amen. Because you have no stability. The next stage of your life would be an old, dried up branch that became of no use to God. So you are cut off. You are amputated from the source. My pastor used to say, my former pastor used to say, you are twice dead and plucked up by the roots. Twice dead? Ain't no life left in you. So the only thing to do for Lord is pull you up out the ground. Amen. When the plant is plucked up by the roots, it have need of water and fresh soil 
or it will immediately go into shock. And if it go into shock and it's not restored, the next thing for it to do is to die. If you do not restore it, the results is death. You need to keep your life in some good soil. You need to keep your life connected to the vine as much as you possibly can. Amen. And when you see that there's some sort of deficiency, deficiency in you, that's a large prune. Prune me, Lord, that I can bring forth some more fruit. Prune me, Lord. You know, when you prune a plant, I don't know if you ever had to prune any of them. But if you prune a plant, if you prune a tree, when you look at it again during the springtime, when it's blossoming time, you will see that it has more limbs on it than it did when you pruned it out. You cut them short, but guess what? They bloom out to be more. They put out more flowers. They put out more luxurious leaves. They do some producing that they made them look better than when you they were before you prune them. Amen. I spent a lot of time pruning my trees. Some of them I got so tired of pruning I cut them down. Oh, oh. Too much work. Oh. Huh? Wait a minute. Too much work? What's going to happen when you see that God is putting in too much work on your life? Well. What's it going to look like when God said, I'm getting tired of pruning you? Well. Because you ain't producing. My Lord. So what did he do? He cut you down to the ground. He amputated you to where you cannot grow anymore. You cannot produce in the kingdom anymore. You might grow in the world, but you I'm not talking about you being dead in the grave. I'm talking you being walking dead in this life. Did that make sense? You need to remain in the faith so God can trim you. Oh, so that you may grow in wisdom and knowledge of Jesus Christ. Tell God, prove me, Lord, so that I can be saved. Your walk with God must be meaningful. And cause you to grow stronger and stronger. You know, when you prune a tree, it gets stronger. Yeah. That's why it produces more. Come on, somebody. And not to be, and then you won't be moved from the hope of salvation. Jesus said, abide in me and I in you. For without me, you can do, you can do what? You can do nothing. This statement seals the love relationship that comes to us, to, that brings us together with God. Jesus is saying, dwell in me and I in you. That you may be able to continue with me without fading and without being lost. You mean the greater, the great God of glory wants to live inside of you? The great God of glory wants to modify you. Woo. The problem is we can't stand the modification. God has to modify us to live in us. Oh, I got you then. If your house is too junky and too small for God to live in, he had to do some clearing out, Rob, and he had to do some add-ons and some 
you serve. Come on, somebody. And if you allow God to modify you so that you can be like Jesus Christ, it would be such a great honor and a privilege to wear that badge. Amen. The word abide. Abide here means to bear with. Endure. It means to stand. It means to suffer and tolerate. Ooh, Jesus. Tolerate. Boy, that word just stood out when it said tolerate. Huh? We gotta learn how to tolerate what God sent us to. We gotta learn how to tolerate the pull of God on our life. We got to be able to stand when God is pulling on us. Come on, somebody. We got to be able to bear with God what God is trying to work out in us. If we don't bear with God, we won't be able to stand. We don't bear with God, we won't be able to endure. Come on, somebody. We got to suffer. Come on, for it to be so. Amen. Whoa. Abide is, it is to accept without resistance or protest. Without murmuring and complaining. That's a killer. Why is it that saints look to find something to murmur and complain about instead of being thankful? For his love and kindness and for his tender mercy. Oh. Somebody made some sweet melody unto you. Come on now. You got to find something to be thankful for instead of always complaining. Amen. Why? Why? Why do we do that? Our life could be a lot worse. Why we're complaining, it can be a whole lot worse. I heard, I hear Takara saying this song sometime about you could be homeless with no clothes. You could have no shoes. Just another number with a tragic end. Come on, somebody. But God did not let none of these things be. Oh, it was God that did the keeping. While you was out there, didn't have no home, didn't have no food, didn't have no shoes, was left all alone. God did not let you be a tragic number. And yet we still, we still keep stopping saying, thank you, Lord, for all you have done for me. <laughs> Ain't no power in complaining. Ain't no power in murmuring. Huh? What you find in them is a ball of weakness in you. You must be a lively stone. Huh? You got to stay connected. Therefore, since you got to stay connected, therefore God has to come in and prune and trim you. 
Pruning sometimes causes some discomfort. Because, Lord, I feel that cut. Huh? I feel where they trimmed on me, Lord. So now I need something to ease the pain. Am I right? So it causes some pains. It causes some pains in our life, in our spiritual life in some cases, because we won't let go. Whatever it is that God wants us to let go, we refuse to let it go. So then, guess what? Then the problem becomes deep-rooted. So when it comes deep-rooted, now God got to make a decision. Do I amputate or do I continue to prune? If God got to make two, three cuts on you, you better tell God, God, make them prune cuts. Don't make them, don't, don't amputate me, God. God, I want to live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. So God, help me in declaring your work. I, I, Lord God, I can't praise you in the grave. So God, will you prove me, Lord? Make me fit for the kingdom. Prove me, Lord God. Lord, I know I wasn't willing to do it then. But God, in the name of Jesus, give me the strength, Lord God, to do your will. So just prove me, Lord God. Cut me back, God, but don't cut me off. We got to be a spiritual house. We got to be a force to be reckoned with. Ooh, what you mean? When the enemy see you coming, he got to know that's you. Oh, I need to get away from him because she's going to mess up my game. I need to get away from him because he's going to start talking about that Jesus. And I almost had these folks right where I wanted them. And here come Coco. And you know how loud she can be. So you know she going to grab their attention. I got to get them away from here, Flanard. That's the way the enemy ought to see every saint of God. I need to get them away from him because guess what? That saint of God going to get their attention. He's going to teach, he's going to tell them how to be saved. I'm trying to keep them on my side and they trying to drag them out of the darkness. Oh, yes. Your enemy coming. You got to be prepared. Amen. There is a song <coughs> that says there is a storm out over the ocean and it's moving this old way. If your soul is not anchored in Jesus, you will surely drift away. Amen. You need to thank God for his hope and his glory and his unfavored grace. Thanks be to God we have a hope as a sure and steadfast anchor to our soul. It will not slip or it cannot break under pressure 
or under whoever to stand on. If you standing on the sure foundation, you don't have to worry about it breaking. Foundation of God standing sure. Come on, somebody. That God knows them that are his. Amen. Can you just see the storm that is blowing toward America? If you don't think a storm is blowing toward America, your eyes been closed. It seems like our nation is falling apart. There seems to be hell on every corner. People are continually dying in the street. We are in a time where church is not church like it used to be. Everybody want to go to church at home. You want Zoom so you can snack while you listen. Oh my goodness. You, you want Zoom. <laughs> you want Zoom so you can lay up in the bed and hear the word of God. Stand on your feet. Sit upright and hear what the Lord has to say. Nobody wants to come to the house of God where the connection of God dwells. Nobody want to come to the house of God where the presence of the Lord is destroying yokes and delivering people. He ain't delivering you at home. You got to come to his presence. You got to come to his presence with thanksgiving and praise. Come on now. And you got to bless his holy name. You got to come to the house of God where deliverance is. We are satisfied. Uh-uh. On y'all toes now. We are satisfied with being who owe me. Huh? I just don't know. I'm just going through. Huh? See like we <laughs> see like we get satisfied right with being pitiful. Woe is me. And then the elderly. They get to the point that they say, oh, I'm just waiting on the Lord to come and get me. You better shake yourself. Amen. Tell the Lord, give me strength. Help me to put on strength. Help me to put on joy. Unspeakable joy. I'm full of glory. Tell God, I ain't ready to go until you tell me it's time to go. But until then, God, I'm going to praise you. Until then, God, I'm going to give you glory. Until then, God, I'm going to keep hope alive. Until then, God, I'm going to stand right here till you come. What, what, what happened to the living in the abundance? Did Jesus, did you think Jesus lied? Did you not, do you think he didn't know what he was saying? He said that the thief coming, not but to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I come 
that you may have life. Or what you're trying to die for. And that you may have it more abundantly. So what you're trying to die for. Why, why, why are you trying to limit yourself? Why would you help the enemy kill your hope in God? Amen. Come on now. You can die anytime, but right now it's time to live. Help me to live, God. Help me to live in the abundance of life. And in the abundance of life don't mean jingle jingle in your pocket. The abundance of life is to live in the power of God and in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So stop acting like you disconnected from the vine. Ain't time to die. It's time for you to tell the world there is a way, the truth and the life. Huh? And it's found in Jesus Christ. Amen. You got to start talking to yourself about the Lord. We don't talk about the Lord to ourselves no more. We just talk about our problems to ourselves now. But what about when you used to tell the Lord? Huh? Lord, huh, to me you are like the bright and morning star. Jesus, you just like the lily of the valley. Huh? They call you the great I am. I saw you as a wheel in the middle of a wheel. What happened to your praises that went up to God? God don't hear them praises no more. Who is Jesus to you? Well, I tell you what he is to me. He the king of kings. And he the lord of lords. He is the great almighty God. The savior of the world. Get in a habit to draw your strength from the vine. You got to draw strength from God. Tell yourself, I shall not die, but I shall live and declare the works of the Lord. Since the vine is living in you, you need to produce. Since the vine is living in you, stay connected and walk by faith and not by sight. The name of COVID then took over. COVID is ringing more in the ears of the world and in the churches than the name Jesus. Huh? It's COVID getting the praise. Yeah. Not the Lord. Yeah. Come on now. God said he can protect you from anything. Huh? You just need to start saying, Lord, cover me with your blood. It's time to plead the blood of Jesus. If the blood of the lamb worked in the land of Egypt, I'm sure that the blood of Jesus Christ is still working to cover the saints' life today. Amen. For I heard John the Baptist say when he was baptizing down at the river of Jordan and he seen Jesus coming, he said, Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. So if he can take away the sins of the world, I'm pretty sure he can keep me. If he can take away the sins of the world, I'm pretty sure he can heal me. Because there ain't nothing that he can't do if we depend and lean on him. Amen. Stay connected to the vine. Come hell and high water. Stay connected to the vine. 
When the storms of life blow your way, stay connected to the vine. 